You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. Oh, it was all too good to last, wasn't it? A couple of record days in a row, followed by, uh, well, down almost 2%. Two steps forward, one step back. We end up at 67,791 points on the all share. The Rand currently around 1362, which is uh, firmer than we were this morning, but we have been as low as the 1350s and, and just below. It's just remarkable how strong this Rand is at the moment. Nesson Nair, Portfolio Manager at Sassman Securities, uh, has your market view. Nesson, what's got your attention? The corn is popping around AMC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike, you know, um, wh- while you were giving us that intro there, I was just thinking to myself, it almost feels, you know, as if uh, we are we were snatching defeat, uh, you know, out of the jaws of victory. Uh, I think a lot of us thought this week we were going to at least see uh, the 70,000 level. And it seemed like the appropriate week for it because of then, uh, you know, hitting the 1350 level, a two and a half year high, Sentiment is very positive, um, you know, uh, around uh, the country. If you speak to, uh, you know, we speak to a lot of private clients, of course, and they seem to be a little bit more upbeat uh, than they were, for example, last year this time. Uh, but the market just didn't follow through. And uh, it seems like we're now going to be bobbing in the 60,000, uh, you know, for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. Although anything can happen. And I think, you know, the the market climbing higher on these higher commodity prices specifically is not completely off the table just because we had one down there. It isn't, and I'd like to kind of find out why you think we had a down day today. We saw that jobs, that initial jobs report out today. There's another big one tomorrow. Very strong. I mean, you look at our numbers this week and our uh, quarterly labor force survey showing that uh, we're we're heading backwards at a rate of knots, our youth unemployment heading towards 75%. I haven't heard any MP mention that this week. It's it's scandalous. Over in the US, a different scenario, very strong jobs report. Is the market now saying, well, that means we are going to definitely see talk of tapering uh, at the next Fed meeting? Yeah, so the, the two schools of thought, obviously, you know, around the timing of of, of the of the tapering. Although, you know, I think it's going to probably uh, disappoint people. I think it's going to we're going to probably see lower interest rates for longer because while there's and this is the second school of thought, while while there's going to be uh, expectations uh, of high inflation, you know, we only really seeing inflation coming through on the commodity prices. Um, you know, technology has uh, done a lot to, towards, you know, lowering inflation, actually. So a lot of industries, uh, you know, that are suffering deflation as a result of, of technology. So to me, you know, it's still very much in the balance. But the market is, has got this sort of seesawing action, uh, you know, depending on, on news flow. Uh, of course, we know now the Biden administration is talking to uh, the Senate about, uh, the, you know, potential tax uh, tax cuts. Initially, Biden was going to up the corporate tax rate, you'll remember. Uh, but now they're talking about tax cuts. So, you know, I think there's lots of things still in a state of flux. 
Mm. Um, as, and as a result, the market can't really take direction one way or the other. Um, we, we thought our politicians uh, were a little bit confused around their messaging and uh, in terms of providing policy certainty. I mean, Biden doesn't really know w- w- who he's waking up at from one day to the next. Uh, maybe, maybe, just maybe he forgot exactly what his economic plan is. Oh. No, certainly. But talk to me about AMC. I mean, uh, and as I said earlier, while it's hot, uh, and AMC is certainly smelling the butter here. One of these meme stock type stories that uh, doubled yesterday. I mean, uh, rallied a whopping ninety-five percent yesterday, so it nearly doubled. And um, the, the question is, why? I mean, what what is driving a, a cinema company effectively to these sorts of frothy levels? Mike, you know your guess is is is, is as best as is, is as good as mine. I mean, you know it, it is down uh, today. I think the market is just looking for uh, for new uh, sort of you know tech companies to buy. There seems to be the sense that you know we're heading high, and I think that sense is probably correct. I think the overall market is going to trend higher this year. We've already seen you know most markets are up sort of in the mid teens. Uh, I don't think we're going to have a phenomenal year as did last year, but I think the sentiment is rather that you're going to want to be invested in the stock market, uh, you know, for longer. But, you know, uh, stocks that move like this, I, I tend to stay away from them because, yeah. you know, you can, you can get itchy fingers very quickly. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like Bitcoin. <laughs> from diamond hands to coal hands in the space of 24 hours. It's gambling. It's not investing. Stay well away would be uh, my advice on that one. In the big um, losers camp today, we had Nuspass and Process. And this after Process uh, announced yesterday that it's agreed to buy technology knowledge sharing platform Stack Overflow for 1.8 billion US dollars, uh, just over 20, what, 24 billion rand. Uh, difficult with the moving exchange rate and how quickly it's gone to 1350. I think somewhere around there. Uh, the big question is, is this earnings accretive or is this just buying another one of those uh, tech unicorns that doesn't really have the financial underpin that investors are looking for right now? Yeah, I think a lot of people are asking that question. It's just, just an, an, uh, another swing at the spaghetti on the wall, you know. Mm. Uh, the truth is, uh, I think they've, they've built a formidable business, uh, certainly with, with Tencent, but uh, excluding Tencent, you know, food delivery and classifieds, they've, they've, they've built a good business around that. The problem is they haven't really monetized it yet. They haven't really, you know, brought it uh, to a point where investors are prepared to pay a big premium for those sort of assets. So, I mean, that's a valid question. You know, should they be focusing on another aspect, uh, you know, of uh, of technology, uh, you know, uh, digital learning, uh, uh, when they haven't actually bettered down their, their food delivery business and their um, um, you know, and, and they classify it as business. They could argue, listen, take a long time and we can't just, you know, twiddle our thumbs while we wait, you know, for those businesses to, to, to come into their own. And then that might make a lot of sense. But uh, I think they're doing everything right now to unlock shareholder value. So we can't really hold it against them. Mm-hmm. They find themselves in a position where they've just got a phenomenal amount of cash. And, you know, they're buying back shares. Uh, they have to in, invest in new businesses. They're investing in current businesses. You know, Tencent, I think, was just becoming probably a victim of its own success uh, for, for, for process. 
It certainly has been a victim of its own success, and that's why shareholders would like to say, well, thank you very much. Well done. Great investment. Unbundle it, and let's see what you can do um, from scratch again. Adapt IT is another interesting story. Great column by Rob Rose in the FM today. It's uh, it's great when you've got one of these corporate takeover stories. You've got huge, on the one hand, huge group wanting uh, to take a bite initially. Then Valaris comes in, and then huge ups its offer again. And all in the midst of this. Uh, the CEO potentially uh, being cast here as a bruiser. Now, I've I've met him on a number of occasions, and uh, he's the most slightly built, mild-mannered, polite individual you've ever seen. If he's a bruiser, well, I'm, I'm then a very poor judge of character. I don't know which way this one's going, but we we did have an announcement today about an extension. I think on the on the time for Valaris to table another offer. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, what would really make things interesting if there was a third offer, uh, because then you'd really know that, uh, you know, the current investors are not giving it that IT. Uh, not that we don't know now. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's true reflection of, of, of uh, what it's worth. You know, this was a, a really good business. Uh, and I, I can't understand, you know, why that the share price trended down. Uh, you know, we know that uh, it's uh, probably EOH is probably uh, you know, the closest sort of uh, competitor, listed competitor to, uh, to it. And but it just still didn't make sense to me. Uh, so it, it wasn't. A, it was going to be a, a question of time, I think. You know, before somebody came out uh, with an offer to buy them out, the huge group uh, initially came out with that offer, uh, and uh, you know, it uh, it seemed like it, it was going to be another. JSC listed share that was going to be delisted, uh, and now we've got uh, Valaris. So you know, it's uh, I think it's a reflection, probably, you know, of just how little uh, uh, value uh, investors are putting on these small and mid cap shares right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if, if big investors are prepared to fight each other. Uh, to take them over. Yeah, that is generally the sign of a an inflection point in the cycle. And we know for the last decade, small caps have gone nowhere. And I was chatting to Vanessa Van Feren of the, the Sunlum Small Cap Fund yesterday. They've returned 70% uh, in the last 12 months. We've seen a huge bounce back and re-rating in small cap land. And there's still some way to go. And quite clearly, um, big international and uh, smart money type investors see that as well. I wouldn't be betting against, uh, as you said earlier, another suitor arriving on the scene. Uh, It'll be very interesting too to see whether or not Shabalala is is given his marching orders. I still fail to see how this ties into the whole story. Maybe there's going to be another twist in that particular tale as well. Uh, But I'd love to, back to your earlier point, be a fly on the wall in the JSE AGM that's happening at the moment. I know a few shareholder activists who are attending to uh, ask Leila Faree, Dr. Leila Faree's done a fantastic job since she's come back from Australia to uh, take over from Nikki Newton-King and make the JSC more accessible. I'll give her that. She's really been a lot more accessible than her predecessor to the media. But the exchange still has a big problem. Uh, many people who are listed, smaller companies that are listed, are just saying, you know, the regulations, the costs are not worth uh, uh, the effort to be listed. And, and there is this delisting trend that is uh, inexorable, it seems. It's very hard to stem the tide. Uh, what do you think's going on at that JSC AGM at the moment? Yeah, you know, the JSC, to me, is, is obviously one of those businesses that is going to need to reinvent itself. They, they may not realize it yet, 
but you know, technology is catching up. You spoke about this, uh, the, the, the delistings that are taking place, the compliance requirements you also mentioned are so onerous that small businesses just, you know, just for, for whatever reason, it's just too costly. Uh, you know, to uh, to operate as a listed business on the JSE. Let's not forget all the competition that's coming. You know, there's some uh, exchanges now that uh, are licensed uh, in, in South Africa, uh, you know, that uh, they, who are able to, to offer investors uh, the ability to buy and sell shares uh, at very low fees. Some of them even don't charge fees. I wonder how they make money. But, you know, that's certainly the trend that's, that's taking place. You know, internationally, we know about Robin Hood, uh, the, the broker uh, that doesn't charge any brokerage. Uh, you know, the JSC is going to have to deal with, uh, you know, a, a world that looks like that in 10, maybe 15 years' uh, time and will need to reinvent itself uh, in order to survive. So it'll be interesting to hear, you know, uh, what plans they have. Uh, to address these uh, technological challenges. Now, that is uh, the big question that uh, a few shareholder activists that I've been chatting to this week are probably about now putting to uh, Leila Faree. That was uh, Nessa Ness, Senior Portfolio Manager at Sassman Securities with your view from the market.